This is Vanderbilt Business, and I'm Kara Shear. The Vanderbilt Business Executive MBA program offers two tracks, Executive Edge and Global Immersion. Students in the Global Immersion track spend their second year learning alongside an international cohort of approximately 60 working professionals from four prestigious business schools, including Vanderbilt Business. Global Immersion students participate in four international residencies that last for nine days each. Marketing director Amy Katz sat down with executive MBA student Matt Pearsall after the Brazil residency to get his thoughts on how the residencies are progressing. They discussed working on international teams, taking a helicopter from the airport to Matt's hotel, and more. Okay, well, so let's get started. Um, Why don't you first tell me your current role and what you're responsible for? I am the area sales manager for a company called McKesson, and specifically the medical surgical division of McKesson. And I cover Middle Tennessee and North Alabama and have about 12 salespeople that report up through me. And I've been with McKesson almost 10 years. In about six of those years, I was a sales rep myself. Went through a leadership program internally at McKesson to get the job that I have today. So, Matt, why did you decide to pursue the global immersion track of Vanderbilt's EMBA program? Uh, You know, there were a few reasons. I think, first of all, I grew up in northern Michigan, and so I really enjoy Canada, and I've spent a lot of time in Canada, and I think it would be a great opportunity to live there someday. Um, There's a lot of opportunity in healthcare, which is my focus. And then, secondly, the opportunity to work on remote teams was definitely appealing to me. And then the company that I work for, McKesson, we have operations in Central America, uh, a little bit in Mexico, but then a a large division in Canada, and then obviously the United States. So I think those three things in general really led me to that program. And lastly, I think I also am fortunate that being in sales, I have a fairly flexible schedule. So the the issue of, of time or getting time off, rather, was one that I wasn't too concerned about. That's great. So I know you just returned from the second residency in Sao Paulo at FIA, and you reconnected with your cross-cultural team following your first time together in Vancouver. So what was that like to come back together in Sao Paulo? What's it like? Tell us about working on a virtual team and how you all are kind of learning to work together. Yeah, it was definitely, it was needed for us to get back together um, because Prior to Sao Paulo, we had only spent the first residency together, which was about 10 days in Canada, Vancouver. Our team, I've been very fortunate. There's a couple of us, probably four of us, that are very driven in terms of holding a really good cadence for a a call. And we speak every Tuesday evening for about 60 minutes, and we always have an agenda prior to the call and someone that will take notes on the call. We've really been able to accomplish a lot and stay in touch, and it seems like all the folks on my team are very engaged and really willing to go the extra step to make sure we're getting things done actually early. But again, the FaceTime is is really necessary, and the Sao Paulo residency offered us a fair amount of time to be together as a team and out of the classroom and, and spend time together to complete either assignments that were due during the residency but also to work on the capstones. Uh, it, it's just a good good time to regroup, and I enjoyed kind of getting to know some of the 
the Brazilian or the Mexican teammates that I have a little bit more as sometimes over the phone language isn't necessarily a barrier, but face-to-face interactions just seem to go a lot further in terms of getting to know each other and building rapport. So this team that you're on now that's made up of people from all four of the partner schools, how is it different from the C team that you were on in the first year of the executive MBA program? Yeah, I think the background and the experience of those people or the the people that I would have been on the team with in the first year versus the global immersion track, I I think some of the greatest differences is folks at Vanderbilt seem to have some of the same motivators and mindset as to where they are, whether it be their life or their career. But once we got on the global immersion track, one of the gentlemen on my team, he's a little bit older, and this is more of a hobby for him, and it's, it's kind of funny. He's super engaged. He's extremely intelligent, great resource. Um, and then some of the other you know, Central and Southern American teammates, again, they just have different priorities and different things that they want to accomplish. I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's been, it's been fun uh, experiencing two different groups of people. And obviously the cultural piece, is, is, that's probably the biggest in general. The Canadians and the Americans seem fairly aligned in terms of what their expectations and goals are. Um, but some of the other South Americans, it's, you know, what they're looking to achieve isn't always the same. I think the differences really are, are minimal other than the cultural, but it is a kind of a fun opportunity to have a new team versus the same team for two in, entire years as the traditional program is. Yeah, absolutely. Great chance to meet some more people in in your second year. So let's talk a little bit about the courses that you took while you were in Sao Paulo. You took two classes, Marketing and Emerging Markets and Corporate Social Responsibility. Talk a little bit about what it was like to learn from the local professors. The classes were organized a little bit differently than what we're traditionally used to here at Vanderbilt. Uh, There were a number of professors involved in teaching each of the classes versus maybe one is what we're typically is, is commonly found. So that was a, actually a, a pretty good experience that we got to hear from other parties than, than just one person. The marketing class, that was, that was interesting. They had a gentleman who had worked for Intel for a very long time in marketing and uh, in business development. And so that class was specifically focused really on Intel and what had and had not worked as Intel grew into the Brazilian market. And, and so some of those specific instances really just brought about the, the cultural differences that you have to take into account when, whether it's launching a new product or company. And to many of us North Americans, it was, it was quite insightful. Uh, the other class, the uh, corporate social responsibility, that was an interesting class. It was, it was really more of a theoretical type uh, lecture that went on and off throughout the week. So um, it was just, uh, you know, a good perspective as to uh, everything from global warming to what an organization should focus on outside of just profits. We were able to have a few folks come in that had work, uh, that have created companies that are really focused on giving back to the community. So um, it's, it sounds like it was really exciting to learn from the locals a bit. Certainly a, a different opportunity to experience um, a new set of faculty. Correct. Yep. No, it was, it was great. And I think that's a big piece of the uh, 
the global immersion track is to be able to experience things in other countries, whether it be education, learning to build relationships, um, how to effectively work with individuals from Central and South America, and uh, and then just growing your network. I mean, it's it's it would be it's extremely valuable to further the network past Vanderbilt into areas like that and have contacts with both professors and students. Yeah, that's terrific. So um, while we're talking about some some real world experience that you're getting through the program and specifically with your cross-cultural team, we've talked a a little bit about the hallmarks of the program. um, And one of them is certainly the Capstone Strategy Project. So you mentioned that um, you all kind of came back together following your experience in Vancouver, and you, you're really kind of heads down in that in that project. So without revealing the name of the project, can you talk about your project and what's happened since your last residency and what the plans are going forward? Absolutely. You know, I think the capstone is, for me specifically, it's proved to be the greatest challenge and really being in an MBA program, that's exactly what I'm looking for is anything that presents a challenge that requires me to put effort and research into to either come up with the solution or you know educate myself through research and the time spent on a project. So far in, in the global immersion track, that's been the greatest takeaway from, for me is, has been the Capstone Project. Our group was assigned to work with an IT company, so it's something that is completely outside of my industry. So that's presented additional challenges for me, but again, good ones. I think the requirements, or I should I say, I should say the deliverables that are required of the Capstone Project, those continue throughout the entire global immersion track for the most part, and those have really proved to be the most educational. We have team coaches that help us really keep centered on what those projects and deliverables are and, and how we need to work to achieve them successfully. And so those coaches, at least the one I have, incredible resource, you're involved in doing a true consulting project, and there's been a lot of positive experiences with it, but it has required a lot of times. I think that that so far has been the most exciting and challenging piece of this second year. So how have you gotten yourself up to speed in an industry that you haven't really been practicing in? I think one of the greatest resources I overlooked in the first year is my library resource. We each have librarians assigned to us. And so I've spent a fair amount of time at the uh, Owen Library and with my librarian. So just general research, we have so much data available to us, whether it be articles on industry or the uh, specifics behind what we're looking to accomplish with the Capstone Project. So I think it's it's a... the parity between speaking to others in the first year that I'm currently friends with in that industry, as well as u- utilizing the library resources is, has been my greatest asset to understand yeah, IT and, and data management and, and, again, all the, the foreign industry concepts that I've been faced with. Yeah, that's great. That definitely seems to be a hallmark of of the MBA program that no matter what industry you're investigating, you probably have a classmate that that knows something about it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The wealth of knowledge sitting in the class with you is, is terrific. So let's change gears a little bit here and let's talk about Sao Paulo. I know it's a very exciting city. What was your favorite activity there? In general, the Brazilian classmates, they did a great job in terms of welcoming us and really helping us get some really good experiences in their city. 
from the time we got there, they had all kinds of different things planned for us. And, and again, some of these were put together by the students and not the university either. Went to a samba school, which that was new to me. I, I didn't really wasn't aware that of, of samba at all, but it's part of Brazil's annual. I can't recall the name of it at the moment, but the uh, carnival every year. It's, it's a big uh, competition and, and makes Rio and, and many of the large cities in Brazil a big travel destination for foreigners because there's all the costumes and dancing in the streets. And so Brazilians practiced that once a week. So we attended one of the samba schools, and that was a it was a great experience. And then we went to a football or soccer game, as we know it in the north. And then Brazilian steakhouse. Again, we did a lot of these as an entire class. So that was that was a lot of fun. Again, I think those the Brazilian folks they're very team oriented and, and group oriented, as we learned in some of our cultural classes. And they did a great job of welcoming us and opening us up to new experiences. So I understand that you had a very interesting commute from the airport to your hotel when you arrived in Sao Paulo. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Actually, yeah. uh, I I had gotten to Brazil on Friday morning, and classes started at about 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. Most of the flights to Brazil from North America are red eyes. And one of my good friends, he landed 24 hours prior to me and arrived uh, Thursday morning. And he sat in the taxi cab for over two hours getting from the airport to FIA in Sao Paulo. And that, what we heard was, that was fairly normal given the, the traffic and the population in Sao Paulo. So when he was driving along and, and had plenty of time to spare in the back of his Uber, he was looking into Uber helicopter services. And doing a little research, he found that Uber Helicopter was not in existence in Brazil, but there were a couple other companies that operated very similarly. And so he sent me a link, and uh, so I just decided to book a helicopter from the airport to our hotel. Actually, it dropped us off across the street on a helipad on top of a building across the street. So um, it was a it was a great experience. Landing in the Sao Paulo airport, I got a few other classmates that were on my flight as well. They they jumped on board and, and booked online through this service. And so the, uh, the couple of us were able to catch a pretty cool ride that took just over 10 minutes. And I think it was probably only 50 or $60 more than the Uber itself. So it was uh, well worth the time and the price and got, got a great view of the city. That is incredible. That is a great story. Wow, you'll certainly not forget that. Did you helicopter back from the air, uh, hotel to the airport on the return? You know, uh, interesting. In Brazil, it's a very religious country, and not a lot goes on on Sunday. And most okay. of us, or there was a big part portion of us that were leaving Sao Paulo on Sunday to go to Rio for a couple of days. So there there wasn't anyone flying. But given that it was Sunday, the, the Uber ride or to get back to the airport was a little less than an hour. So it actually worked out pretty good. Oh, that's great. So talk a little bit about your employer's perspective on these four residencies in the second year of the program. How do you go about managing your absence from work? I would probably be not the best example, given that I am in sales, and there's only three of us in sales in our class in general. So I'm, I'm really more tied to success related to numbers. So time off isn't as, 
is monitored as may as maybe other similar roles or uh, or similar classmates of mine have. So the time hasn't been too negatively impacted impactful. Uh, I've had to put in a lot of extra work the week before and the week after, and I don't think that that's different for many. Just preparing for the trips and and once once you get back, getting caught up. Some of the I will say the residencies in comparison to New Harmony have provided more time or more free time. So you have an opportunity to probably keep up with some of your work-related tasks a bit more throughout the week in the residencies. So I think that the length of the trips haven't really been, been too difficult on me. And so my employer specifically, the, the gentleman that I work for, he's been extremely supportive the entire time, as well as senior leadership in my organization uh, they were very supportive of the program from day one. Things have worked out fine, but I also was very clear and consistent in, in my communication up front when I was applying and when I got into the program. And then I guess the last thing I would say is the reality is the classes go from Friday afternoon about at about, let's say, noon to 2 o'clock, and then they wrap up the following Saturday at noon. And so it's really eight days. Similar, let's say, Sao Paulo, I left Nashville at 4 in the afternoon on a Thursday, blew the red eye, took class, and I could have left Saturday at 6 p.m. and been home on Sunday, which would have really been effectively only six business days off or one week plus one day. So if timing's an issue, you can really, you can make it as just four one-week vacations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And they are split up two in one calendar year and two in the next. So if your company operates on a calendar year, maybe you can spread out your vacation a little bit. Yeah. That's great. So last question. Do you feel that you will be better prepared to take on some of these cross-border assignments either at your company or the next company um, and lead multicultural teams as a result of this experience in the global immersion track? Absolutely. I think one of the greatest takeaways outside of the capstone is the network of people that I've met. And when you spend time with these people and you go to soccer games and steakhouses and, and boat rides, all the things that we've done so far in the first two residencies, I've developed great friendships. And if I were to lead a global team at any point in my career, I could easily reach out to any of these individuals and express challenges or anything that I may have questions on and get candid responses from these from, from my new friends and classmates. That resource in itself is invaluable when, when it comes time to leading and effectively getting buy-in and delivering results for a, a global-type team. Well, that's terrific. It sounds like you are well on your way for more global responsibilities and assignments, and really appreciate your time, Matt. This has been a great conversation. Well, thank you very much, Amy. I really appreciate it as well. Thanks to Matt and Amy again for their time, and thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Owen's Graduate School of Management by visiting our website, business.vanderbilt.edu, or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Music is provided by Mike Foster, and I'm Kara Shearer.